This is the Ipsy SDA Media Network. You know, I wanted you guys to do that because, I, you know, life is interesting. It's full of object lessons. And a few weeks ago, as I said before, we were at an elders retreat, and it was such an enriching experience. But what stood out to me was when we, we were at a hotel by the airport, and I got on the elevator, and there was this guy that was decked out in Michigan gear, hat, you know, uh, you know his whole uh, you know, workout gear, shoes, excited. And so, so my first inclination is, go blue. Go blue. And he, he just started getting excited. Yeah, I flew in for the game tonight, and this was a night game, and, and I'm just so happy to be here. I'm about to go down, and I'm excited. And I thought about that. I said, that's interesting. I said, because he's excited about something that hasn't taken place yet. He's excited about, he doesn't know the outcome, but he has a hope that they're going to win this thing. But yet, we come to church with long faces, knowing the battle has already been won. Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is sitting on the right, with, on the right hand of his Father. He's already won the battle. We're getting whipped day after day after day by the enemy. But we have a hope of knowing that one day you're going to meet your just end, my man. You put me through mess now, but one day I will judge you. That is our hope because the Lord, the Lord is going to come back. So I just want us to remind ourselves that church is a t- a, an opportunity for us to come and celebrate the victory that God has given us. Amen, amen. Let's get into his word. You know, as I was contemplating this, this message, it's kind of a, I look at it as, as, as a part two. Last week, Elder, Elder, Elder Young spoke on surrendering. And, 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 and who are we surrendering to? Who do we surrender to? We surrender to God. But, but, but you know, sometimes when we, when we think about this thing, we wonder, okay, how can I get through this life? This life can be difficult at times. Is there any recourse for us? Hmm. As I start this message, we, we live in a world mesmerized with self. Self-help topics makes up the largest genre of books and online access today. See, sales of self-help books have increased annually for the last four years, up to six million copies produced a year. Self-help. Why are we so absorbed in self? How can I learn more about myself? See, if self-help books are the only, are they the only way that I can identify with me? The Bible states in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you future and a hope. Hmm, that, that, that tells us something. Unfortunately, what we need to understand is self-help has its flaws. Hmm, as men and women on this planet, we are easily influenced by something. We make plans, we make goals, we make projections and tasks for ourselves. Yet, we are oblivious to the influences of the spiritual battle that's going on around us. We seek counsel in men, but many of, us, many of us are unaware that God has already provided a special gift and a blessing for all in which we can lean on in this crazy world we're living in. We have to understand that, that, that all we have to do is ask. It is my prayer today that as a, at the conclusion of my message that we, you will understand, and we're going to ask the question, can I Trust 
myself. Can I trust myself? Please bow your heads. Father in heaven, thank you so much for just the, 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 the wisdom that you've given us, the, the guidance, the direction. Your, your word is a, is a light among us, and, and it will help to illuminate your word for us in our hearts. Be with me this day, Lord, as we share a brief message to your people. These things we ask in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Can I trust myself? As I stated before, we live in a world of obsessed with self. Self-help, the need for self-control, self-development. It's all about self. We have the belief that I can do what I want to do when I want to do it. I control me and no one else can tell me. Otherwise, that's our belief. But is that really true? Hmm. See, am I aware of me? See, we're taught the principle of self-awareness. But what is that? Well, I went to the Webster's Dictionary, and it says conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, or desires. Hmm. Do, but do we have an understanding of that? Because men are trying to seek understanding, because men are trying to figure out things on their own. They get caught up in stuff like this, the New Age movement, New Age philosophy. This is a real movement that's been going on for years. The New Age movement is a Western spiritual movement that developed in the second half of the, of the 20th century. Its central precepts are drawn on both Eastern and Western spiritual and metaphysical uh, conditions. Basically, they, they don't, who are they worshiping? It's all about self. Basically, they believe that, that, that their God is actually evolution, that, that we are evolving to a point where we will be spiritually liberated and we'll be like gods. That's what this thing is, is pushing. According to the New Age teachings, the human race is the most highly evolved life form on planet Earth, the life most capable of achieving the realization of divine status. They're basically saying that we in and of, our, of ourselves can, can transcend this thing. But is that real? Hmm. Well, you look at this creeping compromise. See, if you ask most Christians if they believe in reincarnation or healing crystals or that Jesus was some alien hybrid, they would, they would emphatically say no. But you, you, you talk to them about Christ consciousness or universalism or, or how to speak to angels or, or yoga when they deal with transcendental meditation. All this stuff that people are doing because they're trying to find and seek themselves. They're trying to find understanding outside of the word of God. Many within the Protestant churches see the New Age movement as nothing more than something going on over there or a fad that happened back in the 70s. But the truth of the matter is the New Age movement is very real and is evolving threat in the churches today. You know, when I was, I went to Oakwood uh, College at the time, Oakwood University, tells my age a little bit. And I took a class called Fundamental Christian Faith, and they talked about this New Age philosophy, and they basically saying that it is an exegetical uh, 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 a threat to the church, and I, I didn't understand what they were talking about back then, but as you get older, you begin to understand a little bit more. Basically, what they're saying is that this movement was, 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 helps you to, to, to feel that you are immune to judgment. I don't answer to anybody. I do what I want to do. I live my life. I am responsible for me. There's no outside influences. There's, there's no God. There's no, there's no, no, no devil. There's no, I just live my life with the hope of evolving to a greater divine form. Hmm. But is this in our heads? See, see, am I really in control of me? Can I really trust myself? What does the Bible teach? Well, Galatians 5, and 23 says, 
But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So there's more to this thing than me. Yeah. So here's the thing about that we have to understand. And that's what I thought was so aptly brought out in the Sabbath school lesson this morning. And many times we hear this. See, we're God's special creation. And I say that all the time, that we're the only creatures on earth without a pre-programmed computer chip on how to survive. But what are you talking about, Elder? Why are you talking so technical? Well, I'm a scientist, so that's one reason why I talk technical. But the, the, another reason is because we're so different than God's creation. We were crafted out of the earth. God spoke everything else into existence. But who? But us. See, we are governed without instinct. We, 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 there's nothing that can control us but, you, but us. We, we, you know, even the devil... We, 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 he doesn't just overcome us. He doesn't just infiltrate us. We have to allow him in there. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about this in a minute. What governs us is our belief systems, our values, and our role models. That's why, young people, that's why it's so important to watch the people you hang around. Just ask the young man, the Bonnie Bates, the young basketball player that just was arrested for, for gun because he, he was around people. That this guy had an NBA career, a trajectory of being a millionaire. Now he's in jail. Why? Influence. We need to understand we are heavily influenced. See, we're easily influenced in this life. You know, that's why you see such, such stark polarization in politics. People leaning this way. People leaning that way. You know, there was a young lady who they interviewed uh, who was part of the January 6th, uh, uh, you know, um, thing. And, and, and they asked her, I said, what would compel you to do something like that? She's like, I don't know. I just came, just to, I just came more out of curiosity. But, but I just got moved. And before you know it, I was with the crowd. Influence. Someone or something will influence us at some point in, in this life. The question is who and what? See, see, when God created us, he created us without limitations. And he created us with, 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 with a certain desire to worship. But, 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 but Christ himself says in Matthew 6, 24, no man can serve two masters. For either you will hate one, uh, the one and love the other, or else you will hold on to one, despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. What is he saying? Basically, he's saying that many people go through this life thinking that they can, can tiptoe on a line and choose which side that they would go. It doesn't work that way. Sister White says in, 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 uh, that the mind, when, when the minds dwell on self, it is turned away from Christ, the source of strength in life. Hence, it is Satan's constant effort to keep the attention diverted from the Savior and thus preventing the union and communion with the souls of Christ. See, the pleasures of the world, life's cares, perplexities, sorrows, that the faults of others, our issues, becomes, uh, will divert our minds from the one who can help us through our situation. Do not be misled by his devices. Many who are really conscientious and who desire to live for God, he too often leads to dwell on, on their own faults and weaknesses. We have to trust in God, as Debbie said last week. We have to surrender. But who do we surrender to? I'm getting to that in a minute. Do we listen? Does God speak to you? And, and, and do you listen to him? Isaiah 28, 23. God, give, give ear and hear my voice. Listen and hear my speech. Now, how do we know that's the, that he's the one speaking to us? There's a, there, there's a way we'll know. He, he who is of God hears God's word. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not 
of God. Basically what the Bible is telling us, that God will, 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 will talk to us. God will communicate with us. You know, to be like Jesus, God placed human beings under the law as an indispensable condition of their very existence. And that's what the fallacy of getting this new, new age philosophy. Basically, there is no law. You just exist and grow and evolve. That's what they teach. And it's so impermeated in our society today. On social media, you've heard many movie stars. You, that, what they're focusing on, you heard even Oprah's talk about the universe. Well, the universe was created. The universe has no power. Just what Bill talked about with the new web telescope. They're seeing the vastness of God's creation. The universe was created for, for a purpose. Hmm. God might have created human beings, and this is why we are where we are today. God might have created human beings without the power to transgress his law. He might have withheld the hand of Adam from touching the forbidden fruit. But in, in, but in that, that case, people who have been not free moral agents would be just robots. Without freedom of choice, their obedience would not have been voluntary but for so we see that that the reason why so many people are, are are wandering aimlessly in this world is because God doesn't prevent you from going in the other direction. He doesn't prevent you from doing something stupid. He doesn't prevent us from, from falling into in, into pitfalls and and, and 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 situations. What he does, see, he won't stop us from sinning. That's not what he wants to do. He will influence us not to sin. That's the difference. He, he will act on our conscience to lean on his will. How, how can we be trusted? Well, Proverbs 25, 28 says, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. We have to understand that when we try to focus on ourselves, when we try to trust in our own abilities, when we try to law, we try to, that we think that we are capable of, of, of overcoming the, the defects of our character. Sister White mentions that our greatest struggle Itself. Never the sight of heaven is it safe for self-control to cease. You need daily to, uh, to be under the discipline of Jesus Christ. You need to practice self-denial. She focuses. That is our biggest struggle. The devil plays on us. He plays on our sinful tendencies. He plays on our, our defect of character. He, he, he knows that if you don't rely on Jesus, he got you where he wants you. What battles are you fighting? Nature against God or God against nature. Self-control to be dis- under the discipline of God is your only remedy. You have needs that, that you take heed to the ways and cherish self-control. Be under the discipline of Jesus Christ. Your every thought being brought into captivity to Jesus Christ. Self-control needs to be wisely and judiciously implemented. See, see, do I have any help in this thing? Can I really make it in this life on my own? I mean, you know, what's going on? Because even here it says the Holy Spirit will not compel men to take certain courses of action. We are free moral agents, and, and when sufficient evidence has been given to us as to our duty, it is left to us to decide our course. You wonder why people are all on social media. They're all on Facebook talking all the stuff you hear. Over here on the left and over here on the right. They're talking about all the stuff that we, who are we? That, that, that we can control our own destiny. That we don't need the Bible. We don't need God. God is not going to prevent you from that. That's why you hear all this stuff. He didn't, he, he didn't destroy Satan. He didn't stop Adam and Eve from sinning. And it's the same thing here today. So my question is, how can I make it in this world? How can, can, I, can I navigate all of these influences? We're in the midst. This is, a, you know, my wife and I were talking this morning. 
And I, I don't want to be controversial, but I'm just going to be honest. So, so send me later. I got, I got the mic. You know, I, we, we're talking about the, the whole binary thing and how in school they're, they're forcing kids, they're teaching kids sex education at such a young age of, 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 of this, of this uh, uh, pronoun stuff and, and how they, they're, they're integrating. They say, well, this is our education. I was like, but wait a minute. They, you didn't teach me regular sex that young. Why, why is it so, what's the agenda here? Hmm. We, gonna, we need God's Holy Spirit. We live in that, that time. As, 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 as we go to John 16 and, and start off at verse 5. That, but now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is of your advantage that I go away. And we're going to see why in a minute. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But, but if I depart, I will send him to you. It was necessary. You don't get it now. But I have to leave. I'm a physical man. I, I can't became like you. I became a man, flesh and bones. I, I, I cry. I, I, I weep. I, I have pains. I, 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 I bleed like you. But I have to go away from here. I, I have to send the comforter. When, when, when he's come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they did not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my father and, and, and you will see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. And, we, and this is the, as we look at, culminate this with our, our memory verse today, and I, st- I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when, you, when he, the spirit of truth, has come. He will guide you into all truth, for, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he, he will speak it, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. That's the key this, in this whole thing. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I say to you, he, he will take what is of, of mine and declare it to you. So let, let me just, this is Bible study time. I told you we're going to start some Bible studies. So I'm going to start today. So, so who is the Holy Spirit? Who's the Holy Spirit? Anybody? Third person of the Godhead. The Bible reveals him as a person. Third person, not a spirit. He, he's not an impersonal force. He's not some, some, some concept. You know, many times, again, we talk about the, 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 the New Age philosophy. He's not a, a philosophy. He's a man. He's a person. Christ also spoke to him as a person. Christ also spoke to him as a distinct person. He will glorify me. He, he said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Scripture refers to tree and God, describes the spirit as, as a person. Matthew 20, 28, 19, 2 Corinthians uh, 13, 19, uh, 14, and, and the Holy Spirit has personality. A spiritual concept does not. He, he, he strives. He teaches. He convicts. He directs church affairs. Hmm. He helps and intercedes. He inspires. He sanctifies. We're talking about a special entity that's been given to us by Jesus Christ himself. So there's three seven promises that Christians can count on when they receive the Holy Spirit. One, he comes to teach. He wants us to understand things that have a better understanding of, of God's character, of, Christ, of Christ's character. Of, of, remember, Christ was our example when he walked this earth, but he put his divinity in his back pocket and he relied totally on his father. He was our example. The Holy Spirit will give us that, 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 that uh, insight. He comes to help us. It is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come. 
We see that the helper is translated as the comforter. He comes to testify. But when the helper comes, whom I shall, who I shall send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Why is it so important that I testify of him? Why? Because only through Christ and not through the process of transcendental meditation can I be saved. The Lord has sent his, he, he, he died for us. On, on Calvary. He died for us so that we may be, may be saved in his kingdom. And, and, and number four, he comes to convict. It's necessary for us to understand why he did what he did and, and understand the love that, that, that he showed in doing what he did. It's amazing. He was sinless. How difficult it is for, for someone who has no sin to walk around and be surrounded by sinful people. That's a, that was such a, such such pressure. And when he was, has to come, he will convict the world of sin. And he will come to guide us. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. We need to be guided in this day and age. The devil is so crafty now that he's using Hollywood. He's using our musicians. He's using all of these external stimuli to train our children. We're influenceable. He's doing this thing, but we can just call on the Holy Spirit to help us discern Is this real or not? And he will make that clear to us. Now, this is interesting. He comes to show us the future. Many times he says, I will tell you what is yet to come. Now, this is what's interesting. When we live this, when we walk this earth as individuals, many times there's so much. God, do you realize that the Holy Spirit doesn't just influence Christians? You realize that he's, this is a global thing. He's working with every. You don't have to know anything about Christ to be influenced by the Spirit. When he says he comes to show us the future, the future do you notice? Many people have this, I have a premonition. I, I, I just, it didn't feel right. A guy will walk into a room and somebody will say, I just felt funny. Or, 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 or a girl would, you know, there'll be something different about that. Or, or, you know, and this has happened to me where, um, I, I can't find my keys and I'm in, I'm in, you know, I need to get somewhere in a hurry. Of course, you know, you wait till the last minute and I can't find nothing. And, and so I, I grab my key and then I, and I forget this and I don't forget that. And then you, sometimes it's easy to get upset. I got to get to church. Lord, wait, wait. You pray to the Lord, help me find my keys. And Lord's like, I know where your keys are. I'm going to bring it, but I'm, I'm trying to prevent you from danger. I'm working with this thing. There, there's impending issues out there. I have a way. I've seen what's going on. You see, what we don't understand is that on our way to church this morning, the devil had multiple attempts to try to snuff out our life. Where are we, go, where are we going to work on the morning? Many times we just get out of bed, throw our clothes on, wash up, do our thing, and we run out the house. But it, is to, it behooves us to pray to the Holy Spirit, to pray to God for protection, for guidance, because the devil, although we may forget that he exists, he knows what he's about, and he's about taking us out if he's allowed to. And we have to understand this thing. So, so many times, like I said, people look at karma. They look at, they, you know, uh, 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 luck, all these things. People driving down the street, and, and I almost got T-boned in, in, in the accident, and, and all these things. That is nothing more than the Holy Spirit is revealing things and, and protecting us, sending his only angels to, to prevent impending doom and damage to his people. We should be thankful that God gives us that ability and he comes to glorify Jesus. Many times I asked earlier that you, we hear voices, we hear influences and, and, and if it's not about Jesus, 
then you know where it's coming from because the Holy Spirit was commissioned to testify of the one who can get us out of this mess. So, so how do we receive the Spirit? Well, first, the Holy Spirit is a gift. Luke eleven thirteen. if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? It's not, you, you know something, you don't have to be a, 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 a pastor to receive the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter who you are. Just ask him and submit. He'll be there for you. Secondly, Christ believed that the Holy Spirit received. John 7, 38, uh, 37, uh, uh, 7, 37, 38. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart, the rivers flow of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit, whom those believing in him will receive. The Holy Spirit is still here. He will come to us. He will come to our aid. He will fill us. All we have to do, daily ask. And thirdly, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit is eternal. John fourteen sixteen says, and I will pray the, to the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Hmm. See, let me give an example of how the Holy Spirit can work in our lives. And, and it's such a stark example because this, these are things that sometimes we don't think about. See, and, and it says here, and Ananias went his way and entered the house and laid, hands, uh, laid his hands on him. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me uh, that, that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then, then he goes on, and it's clear that, that the book of Acts, that the empowering of the Holy Spirit is a distinct, as the indwelling Holy Spirit who, who is in every believer. A number of Acts, uh, events in Acts reinforced it, that the empowering of the Holy Spirit is being something that's separate from salvation. See, see he, he pointing us to, uh, to salvation, even though it can happen at the same time. When believers heard that Saul of Tarsus had been converted, and this is the, kind of the biggest thing for me, they basically thought, Saul, a believer? No way! This guy was a murderer. I don't trust him. How can anybody change on, on a dime like that? Something's up with that guy. I'm watching him out the corner of my eye. I don't believe it. But that's something for us. That is such a, 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 a wonderful testament. When we look at Paul's life, we would recognize that it's such a blessing because no matter what we've been doing, hmm, and I, I'm going to talk about that in a second. Paul, who was baptized by Ananias in the river of Damascus, he was then strengthened by food and, and immediately began to preach. Jesus, the believer of, of the city, the very ones who, who, who had set out from Jerusalem with the purpose of destroying, he also taught in a synagogue that Jesus, who had been put to death, was indeed the Son of God. They, they, they were mystified by him. His arguments from prophecy were, were so conclusive. His efforts were so attended by the power of God that the opposing Jews who were confounded and unable to answer him. Paul's rabbinical and, uh, and Pharisaic education was now to be used to a good account in preaching the gospel and in sustaining the cause that he had once used every effort to destroy. This is, the reason why this is a testimony for me and the reason why this is a, a blessing to us as, as Christians, it doesn't matter what you've been doing in your life. It doesn't matter if, you've been, if you're a drug dealer, if you're a murderer, because Paul murdered people. He murdered a lot of people. It doesn't matter if, if, you, if you smoke, you drank, you, you're a prostitute, you're you, 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 you gigolo. It doesn't matter what your background was. 
All you have to do is say, Jesus, help me, and submit yourself. See, see, Saul already had put his faith in Christ. He had already had met the risen Lord of Damascus Road. But Ananias arrived and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that, that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So we see that, that, that Paul or Saul at that time submitted himself. He was given some evidence before, but this was his aha moment where Jesus Christ met him and he made a decision. We must walk with God wherever you are. Just start your walk with him. As I said before, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you've done yesterday. It doesn't matter what you did two hours ago. That's the blessing of this, of this, uh, uh, of this walk. See, there's three rewards in, in this walk with Jesus. One, the first reward is that God will control our lives. See, if we submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit, he will direct our steps. He will help us to resist the influences in this world. That, that the person who neglects the Lord soon spins out of control as the devil moves in and takes over. If only he would fall in love with Jesus, walking and talking with him. We have to understand that no decision is a decision when you're talking about the spiritual, the spiritual life. Many people say, I don't, I don't want to commit myself to the church. I don't want to commit myself to God. Well, in doing so, you're now allowing access of God's enemy. Two, the second reward comes with faith is having pure light. See, when we walk with the Lord, we are, we are rewarded with light, direction, discernment, revelation, a certain knowing that God gives all of us. His spirit will fill us and give us wisdom beyond our years if we, if we truly believe in him and trust him. And number three, the third reward comes with a walk of faith. It's the protection from enemies. Do you realize that God protects us? And you say, well, I don't know about that. You're here. Do you realize that every sickness is a miracle to recover? Do you realize that every accident, the devil is trying to make that thing permanent. He wants no, he wants no, no survivors. But, but by God's grace, he protects us because he says, your work here is not yet done. We have to understand, we, we walk through this life carelessly, not recognizing the spiritual battle that's going on around us. If the pen of inspiration says that if our eyes could be open, this church downstairs in all these classrooms will be filled if we knew what we were really dealing with behind the scenes. See, my question is, are we walking with him? Leviticus 6, 26, 12, and I will walk among you and will be your God and you shall be my people. Deuteronomy 5, you shall walk in the way that the Lord your God has commanded you, that, that you may live, and that, that, that it may go well with you, that, that you may live long in the land that you shall possess. The Lord will extend your life even by deciding to walk with him. Micah 6, 8, he has told you, oh man, that what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and loving kindness and to walk humbly with God. And in John 15, 16, but do not choose me. You did not choose me. I choose, choose, chose you and appointed you that you should go. God, remember, he says, in our, in our very sinful state, he comes seeking us even as we don't even recognize where we are in, in this life. And then finally, we cannot walk with God unless we follow a couple of key things. You cannot walk in God until you have fully submitted 
as Elder, as Elder Young talked about last week. And as the Bible says, the two cannot walk together unless they have agreements to meet. God instructed Moses, you should warn them about the statutes and laws and make them know the way in which they must walk and, and what they must do. And so God says to you, that, I sh- uh, that, that we should follow all my rules and, and, and keep my statutes and, and walk with them, for I am your God. Today, God speaks to all of us who are not converted or, or not convinced that this is really what's going on. And we, 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 as I always say, that we're going to reach a point in our life where God is going to make this thing perfectly clear to us, and we will have to make a decision. We will have to make, we'll be forced to make a choice. We're not going to be lost by deception. We're going to be lost by decision. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. Jesus said that there is no middle ground. Whoever is not with me is against me. Whoever does not gather with me scatters. So you are either for Jesus or you're against him. There is no fence sitting because the whole fence and all that's sitting on the fence will be cast into the lake of fire. So to not choose is to reject Jesus. No decision for Christ is a decision to reject, to reject Christ. So finally, as I, as I ask the question, can I trust myself? Can I really trust me? Hmm. Well, the Bible says in 2 uh, Corinthians 1.9, yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but God who raises the dead. Proverbs 28.26 says, he who trusts in his own heart is a fool. But whoever walks wisely will be delivered. In Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. So as I begin this message, I talked a little bit about, a little bit about the, the, the New Age philosophy and how it's such an a, 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 a intoxicating uh, ideology for us. Because we don't like to be under judgment. We don't like to be, under, be scrutinized. We want to be able to do our own thing. But it's interesting that many believe that atheism is the big enemy of the body of Christ. Many took, look at Muslims as a thing to watch for, and while others look at socialism, communism. We look at all this other stuff on the outside. The truth of the matter is, is that the New Age movement has been working within the body of Christ since the counterculture movement of the 60s and the 70s. The New Age movement is ever evolving and eager to be a place in our church, our home, our minds. And you say, you ask, myself, you ask yourself again, well, what is this New Age philosophy? What, what are they really talking about? What's, the, again, the big deal? The big deal is, is that we trust ourselves and that we feel that we have the ability to, tra- to transcend out of our current situation, that we don't need Jesus. We don't need to be covered by his blood, that we have the ability to, 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 to basically find salvation on our own, and we, and, and we ignore that there's even a spiritual domain in this world. We have to be vigilant in all things in these last days. The devil's busy. We, I, was, I was just reading this morning about how that, uh, that, that hurricane, uh, what's the name of that hurricane? Yeah, Fiona. <laughs> how they, they, they say that uh, Canada is now embracing, they said that this would be a catastrophic storm up there. One of the worst storms that hit the west, the, the eastern provinces on record. We sing all these things. There were just earthquakes down in, 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 in Mexico, and, 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 and you see storms, and, and, and you see the wars and rumors of wars. Many people talk about, well, what's a war rumor? <laughs> it's a, a rumor war is a, is a man threatening to, to push a button that will annihilate the planet. That's a rumor because God's not going to allow that planet. God is going to deal with this planet. But we talk about rumors. 
And we see all these things that are going on, and we wonder. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, we cannot be fooled by, by the deceptions of the enemy. He's trying so hard. He's trying, he's trying, to, he's trying to re-educate our kids. Somebody once asked me, well, 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 well Elder, if, 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 if I feel that I'm a boy and I change myself into a girl, well, well what am I going to be when God comes back? I said, that's a good question. I said, but have you heard of something called DNA? That doesn't change. I, 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 can, fix up, I can fix up the surface, but the inner, the inner essence of who I am is always there. God made it that way. See, we have to understand that the devil is cunning in this day and age. And I know this is not a popular topic, but we have to understand that, that without the infilling of the Holy Spirit, we will be deceived by, the, by the, the nuances of the devil. He is cunning. He, this is the one who took one-third of the angels with him. You don't think he can't convince you? People were, 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 were mystified, even the angels. They, the, the spirit of inspiration says that half of the angels were still had questions whether this, even though they may stay in heaven, they still wonder, was he really telling the truth? So the Lord says, I'm going to extend this out long enough so people will recognize, and the unfallen worlds and the angels will, uh, will recognize that if Satan was in control, this is how your world would be. And, he's, and we're seeing it today. It's so much confusion. I have never lived in a world so confused about everything. And everything's political. I think that we should probably build bigger barns because um, we want to fight. We want to deal with the impending famine that's going to come. Well, that, that's, that's my right. Well, I want to eat. I mean, don't make that a political issue. That's just the way we, the world we live in. The devil, this is his domain. He is sitting. He, the, the Christ calls him the prince of this world. But who keeps the devil power in check? Anybody know the answer to that? It's specific. Who keeps Satan's power in check? It's a Bible study time now. Specifically. Anybody? Who? But it was, it's the Holy Spirit that is the one that wrestles with Satan every single day. Because they're, 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 Satan's after our minds. Where does the Holy Spirit influence us? In our minds. He has to be there to fight the influences of the enemy. So he's the one that's keeping the devil in check. He's the one that the devil's like, I want him. Just like he told Peter, the devil's trying to sift you as wheat. He's basically saying, I want to overpower him. He has no control over me. But the Holy Spirit's like, no, I do. And you back off. That's how it works. We need to understand how this thing really going. We run through this world like we're in control. But we have to recognize that God is the one that is in control. So as I conclude this message, there's just three points that I want to leave here. One, seek God first in all things. Matthew 6, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Number two, listen to his voice. He will speak to us. And, and there's, a lot of, there's a lot of voices out there today. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears my voice and, and opens the door, I will come to him and eat uh, with him and, and he with me. And trust God in that self. For, you know, Psalms 9:10. and those who, who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. We must be spirit-filled and not full of, our, uh, full of self. 
I, I, I wanted to preach this message because we're, we're living in a very dangerous and per- perilous times. There's so much going on right now. There's so much uh, misinformation, as, as, we, as we say. You know, the, the devil tries to, to make certain things normal. The devil knows that, that his time is short. So what he's trying to do is he's trying to do the rope-a-dope on us. He's trying to, to lull us in, 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 into a state of, of, of numbness. He, he noticed that some, have, even in your personal life, have you noticed that when one thing happens, five other things start happening? And it seems like one thing after the other after the other, we begin to wonder what's going on. The devil's trying to, to wear us down. He's trying to get us numb because you know how we used to look at mass murders in the past. That was a terrible thing. We talked weeks about, did you see what happened? Now, somebody, we're like, Oh, only, only five got killed, not 20? Okay, okay, that's not too bad. A, death, a life is a life, whether it's one or a thousand. But that's what the devil tries to do. Why? Because he knows he has but a short time. But God has sent the helper. He sent the comforter to help us to navigate in these last days, to help us to get through these times, to help us to, to, to deal with all of the confusion and fury that the devil is trying, is trying to throw at us. And it's such a blessing. I'm so thankful. So as I, as I close this message, and I, first of all, for our online audience, if you have any if, if, you know, questions or, or concerns or you want ex- additional Bible study, I give you these, these, uh, this information on the screen. By all means, call, us, call the church. We're here for you because we, we're living in times now that, that we, we have to be studied. We have to study. We have to be educated. When, when you... When you when you work a job, you have to be trained. You have to be prepped for that job. When you, when you, when you know, the military, I always say this all the time. You know, my brother, who was, who was in the Air Force, he said he, it was so comical for, to him how, 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 how the drill sergeants were in your face. And they, they call you everything but the child of God. They, they rip you up one and the other. But do you realize they were, why they were doing all that? They were doing all that because they just wanted to know, were you capable of following orders did you have the mental toughness because everything is not going to be perfect for you can you handle it they turn up the heat at the beginning and then they sift out those who fail that's what it's all about my question to you is if, if it takes that much effort just to serve in a man's army how do you think we're going to be ready if we don't study and prepare ourselves now why, why, why things are are calm. Now's the time to make our calling and election sure. Now's the time to study to show ourselves approved. We just talked about the Holy Spirit today. The Holy Spirit, he, you got to give him something to work with. If we don't study, what's it going to bring back to our memory? Something that our mom taught us when we were four? We need to study to show thyself approved in these last days. So as, as I close this message, if, if you want to have the Holy Spirit fill your heart this day, if you want to walk out of here with a different trajectory than you came in, I ask that you all uh, stand with me and I pray that the Holy Spirit will fill each and every one of us so that we can have a better understanding and be equipped not only to to, to, to receive God and, and, and His sacrifice for us, but also to be prepared to deal with the nuances of the influences that we're going to be inundated with. Because you know that once we hear the truth, Satan's coming right there behind us trying to throw us garbage. But if we, if we lean on the Spirit, he will 
direct us and he will give us clarity in these very confusing times. Hmm. Let's bow your heads. Father in heaven, thank you so much for just the privilege and honor of being able to preach on the third person of the Godhead. Your, your Holy Spirit was, you sent him here because you wanted us to have, uh, we, we needed help in these coming day, the days that we're living in now. So you sent a essence of you, your, 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 your third person of Godhead down here to, to convict us, to, to convert us, to give us sight, to protect us, to, uh, to teach us about you and your sacrifice. Thank you, Lord, for that. Lord, we just pray that you fill, us, fill this, this edifice today. For all those who are watching online, Lord, as they close, close off all access of, of influences, to just open your minds and say, Lord, I want to meditate on you and your goodness and your mercies. That's what I want to focus on. It's not about me because I'm sinful. It's about you. Thank you, Jesus, for the promise, and thank you for this gift. These things I ask in your holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, amen. May God bless you all.